0: A New York guy stuck in Massachusetts right here in the Berkshires talking sports to you right here on a Tuesday morning. It's another edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Robbie Zucker keeping the company for the next hour. Here's a sports talk party for the next 60 minutes. Let's go. Hey. Good morning everybody. Welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here exclusively on 89.7 FM WTBR. Robbie Zucker here at the helm. 10.02 right here on a Tuesday morning as usual for another edition of uh, WTBR Sports Talk and looking outside. Beautiful sunny day, but it's 13 degrees. (laughs) Time to put on the pajamas at night and the toques during the day. I mean, I almost didn't make it here this morning. I got up. Man, like 4 or 5 in the morning, feeling horrible. And I was supposed to get my car finally done today. This has been, like, so insane, you know? I got a guy who breaks my wheel, calling one insurance company, the other insurance company. It's like an insurance company battle out here and stuff. And uh, so hopefully good news. And uh called my mechanic this morning and said, sorry, I can't make it today. I'm not feeling well, so can I come in tomorrow? Get my inspection sticker, the whole nine yards, because I'm a little late. But anyway, so... Uh, It'll be all done and taken care of, thank God. So how is everybody doing today? I mean, the Super Bowl weekend, okay. It was a good game. It wasn't a great game. Not the best game I ever saw. We'll break it down. We'll talk about all the big plays, all the coaching decisions, all the stupid decisions, um, you know, all the reasons why Cincinnati's offense went to sleep, the reason Cooper Cup is the best player in the game, the reason Aaron Donald's the best player in the game. Um, Just, uh, hey, take your hat off to two amazing players, Aaron Donald, and uh, at Cooper Cup, who's been the triple crown guy all year for receivers, had an unbelievable year, probably one of the greatest years, if not the greatest year for one receiver in the history of this game. And Matt Stafford came through and accounted. I mean, he came through, you know, I mean, I mean, I've heard things this week about Matt Stafford as a future Hall of Famer. Like, look, like, I'm not going to go that far. Right? I'm not going to say, you know, put him up there with guys today that are playing. OK, I'm not going to put him up there with the Brady's and the Rodgers of the world and those guys. Certainly not, and even the Drew Breeses of the world, those types of uh, players are Peyton Mannings and so forth. But I'm happy for Matthew Stafford, obviously. So we can get into the game. So the number to call right here, new number right here at WTBR Sports Talk, 413-445-5943. That's 445 445- 5943, please give me a call today. We'll talk about a game, and we'll also talk about the the NBA trading deadline and of course the Celtics and send seven players away and get a couple of guys back. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Knicks woes. Talk about the Rangers Bruins tonight. Very psyched. Very psyched for Rangers Bruins tonight. You know me you guys, I'm a big hockey guy. That's my sport. And uh the Rangers, a two-week layoff after the all-star break. And I'm really glad the pros didn't play in the Olympics. And uh, I've been watching a little bit of it. But isn't it funny, yesterday? <laughs> I'm laughing at this, you know, the post games going on and you're waiting for interviews with the players and the coaches and you're waiting for all this stuff to happen and you want more, you know, and I know I have NFL Network and I have ESPN and I can go to a bunch of different stations and look at highlights and commentary and so forth, but man. Mike Tirico says, "We gotta go to the bobsled. We've gotta go. How many people were dying to see the bobsled? How many people? I want to know. Sheriff Hands and call me at four four five five nine four three. Tell me, please. I want to know how many people are going. Man, I can't wait to this post game. I can't wait to Aaron Donald finish his interview so I can see the bobsled competition." Oh my goodness gracious! And now I noticed the luge now is different. Now you you sit on you used to sit on the luge like facing forwards. Now it's that well, I guess it's the back luge now. I, it, I wonder if there's a difference between steering one side of the body and the other side of the body. I'm not quite sure, but the bobsled was the big deal for NBC on the postgame show of the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Well, I, my favorite part was Dr. Dre playing piano, and I base I basically wanted him to play piano and everybody else to leave the stage pretty much for it, but. Uh, it was entertaining, you know. I was dancing around. Sue and I were dancing around on the floor, you know, and, and uh, ju- ju- you know, uh, and jumping back and forth and so forth to uh, Snoop Dogg. Great, but lovely. They could have picked anybody else, right? Ralph's favorite guy. Ralph's going to probably call me today and tell me about his adventure with Snoop Dogg, but he probably didn't watch the Super Bowl. I know he hasn't. He's one of the only guys I know who's never watched the Super Bowl, I think. Maybe he has. I don't know. There was this guy I saw the other night in New York. And he had gone to every Super Bowl. And I'm thinking, here's the reverse side of it. A guy who's never had <laughs> Anyway, we got our first call here. four one three We'll break into the game. We'll take our first call right now here on WTBR Sports Talk. Good morning. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, bro. You there? Yeah, I there got you are. Now.
1: What's hey. happening? What's happening, buddy? How yeah, are
0: you? Boy, I'm okay. I just—I was just mentioning to you about the Snoop Dogg performance. Well, man, Ralph must have liked that a guy who's never seen fifty-six Super Bowls. I figured. So, uh, did you watch it? I'm, I'm sure you probably didn't watch. You
1: know, I—I I, I glanced at the replay because I had to talk about it on my show. And, um, you know, it's an abject disgrace. You see what went on. You know, anybody with any kind of sensibility, Rob, yeah. would, would look at that and, and, and ask themselves, is this the best America has to offer? No. These clowns uh, doing whatever they're doing, it has no resemblance to music whatsoever. What they were doing at halftime, takes no talent whatsoever. It's offensive to to most, and frankly... These guys write lyrics about killing uh, police and, and doing harm to society. I don't want any part. If I were to sit there in real time, Robbie, and watch this thing, I can never sleep at night. I, I wouldn't look at <laughs> myself in the mirror afterwards.
0: Well, I'm I th- telling you. Yeah, well, I, th- I mean, you know... I- it's so it's so objective it's subjective. I mean I was fun to listen to dr. Dre I can play piano I mean he was playing some serious piano there and I was like wow let him play piano but yeah it just kind of it's gotten a little out of hand I mean what they should do is have different types of music like what would have been wrong with a great beautiful classical orchestra up there playing some songs or whatever popular songs or or anything but this is I don't know they're just trying to sell it to this millennial crowd is that who watches the NFL or is it guys like it's us not the
1: guy in the Midwest 70 years right old he doesn't with, get uh, it right doesn't right right he's he said, i think I'll tune into the halftime show now." <laughs> and he sees, and he, and he sees what he sees. What do you tell? What do you tell that old football fan sitting in uh, Nebraska? You tell
0: him again you go and get the Snoop Dogg record and put it on a table and just dance to your Snoop Dogg record. There you go. You and, and you know
1: something, Robbie? <laughs> Not to interrupt you, but no, I'm all, all right. about freedom of expression. You know, I'm about pushing the envelope. I do it every day. America, you know. know. I'm about, uh, you know, cutting edge material. When you go watch a movie, you go see a play. But there's also something to be said about something that has no redeeming quality whatsoever. And you said about Dr. Drake, I wish he would have taken that talent to playing, uh, playing the piano and put it into something more beneficial for everybody because that would have been a good way to spend a, a lifetime, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I was sitting there watching and, and Sue was saying to me, she goes, well, they're, they're 90s people. They're all 90s, you know, rappers and stuff. Well, except for, I guess, 50 Cent, but whatever. But, yeah, I know, it's just... The, you know, this is what my nephews listen to a lot of it. Like, I listen to everything. I mean, if you look at my collection, I have, like, 2,000 discs in my closet. And I have at least f- three or 400 LPs left, something like that. But, I mean, you look at my entire collection, it's very eclectic. I mean, I can listen to Frank Zappa, and then I can put on Mozart. So it's really, I mean, and I think that's the problem. I think, Ralph, it comes down to tangibility today. It's like, you know, instant gratification. You can take... Um, you know, your telephone or any device now put music on it. Whereas years ago, it was nice. You pulled out a record, which I still do. I'll pull out an album, I'll look at it, read the producer, read the, you know, the liner notes and everything and see what year was made. It was more important to me like that. You know, for somebody who's more of a music connoisseur, that's a more important tangibility to me. But today it's instant gratification, so that's what it is. yeah,
1: Yeah, Robbie, think about a kid who's bombarded with that kind of music day in and day out. Think about what he thinks about life in general, how he feels about women, how he feels about the society itself. Think about the brainwashing that goes on. I don't care if he's white, black, or purple. This is not something that the American kids should be uh, subjected to on a daily basis. And unfortunately, they are. You know, they used to say that about our music. Right. But our music, music, you can't say it really if you really look at it objectively, because our music didn't have the misogynistic uh, tendencies, didn't have a lot of these things that this music, or and I use that term loosely when I right. say music, that this music <laughs> has.
0: Well, yeah, I mean you know it's it's like art you know anything that somebody looks at it will have a different perspective on it everybody's got a different opinion obviously on it and stuff i mean there's there's stuff like years ago when i was a kid you know growing up and when the rap and the hip-hop genres coming you know there was stuff that was fun like i still like the fun stuff i mean stuff like you know the fat boys and run dmc that was all fun stuff and you know so like every genre of music you have your garbage and then you have your good stuff I mean, there is some good stuff out there i mean i mean i'm seeing mc solar playing with ron carter ron carter playing bass on on a a hip-hop album you know here's or one of the great jazz bass players of, of, of all time, you know, playing on this stuff. So, they've, you know, what the one thing I will say about some of the artists, some of the hip-hop artists and rap artists, they do take a lot of samples from guys like Art Blakey from, from the great jazz players and stuff. So, a lot of them are enriched in a lot of the music. It's just that they've, they've, you know, this is their thing. But yeah, there's, I mean, it's like, it's hard to look at objectively. It was fun to listen to, but yeah, it's, is it my cup of tea? No, definitely not my thing. And I think the that... Jazz, jazz you know,
1: is a, an American treasure. Oh, of course. Course. You know, when you're talking yeah. the jazz greats, you're talking about that something that's distinctly American. You know, we, you know, we should be proud of that music. There's Absolutely, nothing to be proud of. Yeah, of. Hi- I'm sorry, but this is the way I feel. You don't have to agree with no, me. No, I'm no, no. No, I understand. I have no. I understand. There's nothing to be proud of. Right. With, with the current situation in hip hop,
0: I mean, you I know, don't want like... to
1: be a little warped. You got to be a little bit warped to be proud of something like that. Yeah, You're I mean,
0: really I don't different. have a problem. My, my, my problem was a guy like with Snoop Dogg grabbing his crotch more than anything else. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I don't I'm I'm silly. My, you know, that's that's thing, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. exactly. Michael Jackson, right, exactly, he, know, Michael Jackson
1: right. used to grab his crotch and everybody used to say, well, <laughs> whoa, look at that. I just saw it as some stupid move that this guy, you know, I loved Michael Jackson when he was 10 years old. I didn't yeah. really care for Michael Jackson later in well, of life. Of course, because, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting. But
1: anyway, you know, as far as the game goes... You know, now that I tore everything down to shreds, <laughs> you know, I was gonna know, say thanks. Thanks for the positive. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you like to start this show on a positive note, then you got me on the air. I mean, know? I
0: was feeling so lousy this morning. I was telling Bob Hack uh, our uh, one of one of the guys uh, here at the station. You know who. Uh, uh, runs all our fundraising, I said, man, I didn't make, make it in this morning because, I mean, I was feeling horrible. And I almost called in and said it would have been I only live about maybe a mile and a half down the street from the station. You know, I was going to crawl here just to get on the air because I what, really enjoy it. You know? What's wrong? Uh, just still my stomach and stuff and stuff and, uh, you know, a little bit of bleeding. I'm okay. Well, my test came back uh, negative and stuff, so I should be okay. You know, I'm all right now. But... You know, when
1: you're talking diet, the yeah. way, you know, we, we, we we're going to talk about it in Great. greater length. I don't want to get into it too much on no, the no. air here. <laughs> but I'm yeah. telling you, just simple, just simple, fresh food all the time. Yeah. Nothing packaged. Right. No kind of um processed uh, food, stay away from. Yeah, stay uh, away from sugar; that. it'll yeah. kill you. Yeah, yeah. More, you know, sugar will kill you more than saturated fat. No kidding. And uh, all those wonderful leafy greens and all those wonderful vegetables, right. but combine them with a good solid protein. That's ra- if you're going to eat meat, just just eat meat that's raised. Uh, correctly, without the antibiotics, all the hormones. Well, I wish I could get afford, you know, get kosher meat. <laughs> you know? Know?
0: I wish I wish they had good kosher meat around here. You have to go all the way to Albany to get fresh ones. So it's anyway, but uh, it's
1: hard. You know, yeah, it's hard. It's yeah, really hard. Let me say something about the Olympic games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I wanted Thank to talk. I want to watch the Olympic hockey. Unfortunately, I was you know caught up in the Super Bowl weekend. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad the amateurs are playing, it, not the pros. Anyway, go on. Well,
1: again, I don't know what I would want to watch: hockey or the bobsled. <laughs> That's I what was going on with the bobsled. Bob sled. <laughs> you see- if I don't get my fill of the bob sled, I'm really. <laughs> I'm really in a bad mood. Did you see Tarico
0: but... break away from them watching the post game and all of a sudden he's like, he's standing there on the field and they're just so, they need to go to the bobsled competition so badly <laughs> and I'm just going, what's going on? So of course I flip up to NFL Network because I'm like, okay, I'm doing my homework now for Tuesday. I'm going to sit down and take all my notes and statistical information and why Cincinnati was disgraceful at the end of the game and, you know, why you know why, why McVay's the most overrated 36-year-old coach to ever win in his lifetime. I'm happy that he won but, I mean, you know, who knows. But, I mean, there's so many things to get into the game and everything like that but uh, did you watch did you watch it at all
1: yeah well the one <laughs> thing i did i did want to just you know, the half-time I, show, right? a half time show right when I, when i was a kid i used to look forward to all those weird competitions i used to i used to get into all this weird stuff now yeah, yeah. I, I don't care that much but you know at the the 15 uh, year old um skater from russia that's competing and actually going to win and actually going to get accolades <laughs> for being a steroid Person, it's really shocking. Now they're not going to have the dig this now, Robbie. This will curl your hair. Yeah, they're not going to have the ceremony after her victory, but they're they're going to have her victory stand as is, even though she was proven to use anabolic. This is fifteen year old. I kid, just heard about.
0: Way. I just heard about this. Yeah, it,
1: it, it, proven to use be using freely anabolic drugs. Now there's also an idea that she's been coerced into using it being as she's a minor that the coaches the people in charge are actually forcing her or giving it to her without her real knowledge of what exactly she's ingesting and this type of thing amazing and this this kid is 15 years old crazy to me this is uh amazing he she's being manipulated by a despotic government you know
0: absolutely yeah i mean it's it's uh, yeah, I mean, why, why trust those people, right? Absolutely. I mean, tell, it's crazy. I know. I just I haven't gotten into it very much. I mean, I, I used to watch the Olympics a long time ago. I don't get into it as much. I like the hockey. I watch the hockey. That's pretty much what I like to watch. The rest of it, I could care less. The downhill skiing's fun. But yeah, that's scary. A 15-year-old kid, I mean, that's just... It is well. That's what their government is. They control everybody. It's just like you know. It's like the Russian players the years ago when they interviewed all the guys that were on the Red Army team, and they said, "Oh my God, it was like hell playing for you know for those for those uh, those teams." You know, it was like being a it was it was like an army team. I mean, it was you know it was like being held hostage. Well, you, and, know, you
1: know, yeah. you, if you hearken back to 1980, that unlikely right. victory by our ah, guys, it's the
0: best. It's the best.
1: And and you see what these other these guys that that lost to our college guys were exiled. Yeah. Some of those hockey players yeah, from 1980 right. from the Russian squad, you never even knew what happened to them. They, they disappeared off
0: the yeah, face exactly. of the earth. Exactly. <laughs> right. They spent the summer in Minsk or they went out to, you know, to, what, you call, to uh, what, was, what was the place they used to send you all the time if you, you know, Siberia. Siberia, exactly. They had a nice winter <laughs> home in Siberia for their family. You know, unbelievable. ten seventeen hey, right hey, here hey, on what WTBO. Happened, what
1: happened to Alexia, the right wing, the right winger for the Soviet team? Oh, he's gone. We we <laughs> haven't seen him. He disappeared.
0: He's hanging out with Tevia in, uh, in Siberia. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the way it goes. But li-
1: hey, listen, I'll let you take other calls. I'll let no you problem. get anything else for me.
0: Yeah, no, no problem. I uh, I was going to say, are you on the air tonight? I'm yeah, so you know, sorry, I didn't catch doing, your show. I'm I've am so sorry. been doing so. my
1: best shows from here, my new home in Wantage, New Jersey. Yeah, that was Wantage? I'm living with the grizzly bears and the antelope. <laughs> we're, we're really, we're, we we went, this is, you know, you talk about culture shock, right? Yeah, right. We went from, I went from New York City to Patterson, New Jersey. Now I'm in Wantage where the deer and the antelope the play. I have <laughs> Nothing here that resembles civilization. Well, Alvin
0: and the, the Chipmunks was the deer in the cantaloupe play because Alvin was hungry. Do you remember that one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good when you got a uh, you know a dueling melody. Uh, hey, yeah. tonight. Yes. Tonight, eight 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 o'clock Eastern okay. on W P A T, like the name Pat. Yes, yeah, like my mom. W P A T, listen live. I've been doing my best program up here in Wantage. I'm being inspired by the nature here. <laughs>
0: there you go. I know that's so different for you. Do you are you jogging through the woods in the morning? Or are you like doing your jog I, route through I, you the woods? I know or? what
1: I'm doing. I'm swinging through the trees here like Tarzan because <laughs> there's there's so many.
0: Trees. You're Tarzan. I mean, so more like George of the Jungle here. for crying out loud. I got a
1: loud. guy outside yeah. here that practices archery oh my. <laughs> uh, every day. I, I worry about going in the backyard because I get hit by a by an arrow. No, it's Art Carney. That.
0: It's Art Carney. <laughs>
2: remember
1: he was he the archer. Got the, doing his archery. Right, his archer, remember, right, remember he was the archer. Taking arrows out of its quiver. And so, well, so listen, yeah. my 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 wife Cindy says that you're the be- you're the best since Howard Cosell.
0: Oh really? Thank you so much. It's a pleasure he speaking said, with aside you. Aside from
1: Cosell, which is her favorite from the reruns of the Archers, okay, so, oh, you
0: are the oh, well, absolute best. Well, Howard used to say, "Don't call me Howie, Mr. Royo. You can call me Howie." <laughs> I used to like. He used to like, uh, and I remember that whole episode. It's great where you know Tony Randall's like, "Oh, he's got his little ABC jacket. That's very good. on good. Next year you'll be up to D." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he said,
1: "What do you say? You know money, Madison. You yeah. borrow
0: a lot of it. Yeah, borrow a lot of money, Madison. My favorite's got to be him and him and Woody Allen though and Bananas. Anyway, man, I'm gonna." Take a break. I'll tune in tonight. Finally, just remind me. I'm so t- bad with all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, 8
1: o'clock WPAT. I appreciate it. I'll talk you got to you. i for the rest of the program. All right,
0: love you, man. Talk to you later. Take it easy. All right, love you, you got it. Thanks, pal. My buddy, Ralph Romeo, WPAT, checking in right there. Right here on 89.7 WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker keeping you company right here on a Tuesday morning. The number to call, 445-5943. That's area code 413 445 5943. We're going to take a time out for a couple of messages and then we'll be back with more WTBR sports talk. WTBR
2: FM is listener supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445 4234. Or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio for the love of radio. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening.
0: Check it out. It's the Terminator. Hey, when'd you get back, huh? Did you have to shoot anyone? Why are you so distant? Are you not happy to see me? So what's the deal? You gonna
2: get a job now or what? Why are you being so jumpy?
0: Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from. Brought to you by
2: Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council
0: kids. Bigfoot. Koreans. yeah Garbage pail kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on WTBR 89.7 FM right here in Pittsfield Robbie Zucker keeping you company uh till about ten o- uh, eleven o'clock. God my <laughs> my timing's completely off this morning. <laughs> 413 man slow down you move too fast 413-445-5943 why can't it just be like four four five two thousand? you know just really simple 5943 so 413-445-5943 thanks to ralph robia for joining us a little bit we got off in a little bit of a tangent there that's fine ralph and i always do that you know we go from one subject to the next and that's fine it's always interesting talking to ralph and if you get a chance check out his uh program on wpat in new york absolutely fantastic they talk about everything have great guests and so forth And I'm hoping to have my buddy from the Los Angeles Dodgers, Tim on one of these days. I've been trying to get in touch, and uh, he's 3,000 miles away, and that's obviously a three-hour difference. And, you know, I wanted to talk to him about the uh, upcoming baseball season. We'll get into it a little bit about the baseball problems and the lockout and all the problems that's going on. They did agree on some things. We'll get into it later if we have time. But let's talk about the Super Bowl right now because that's what I really want to get into. Pretty close game. Not a bad game. Not a great game. Certainly not one I would go back and say, remember 56, what an amazing ending to this game. So you look at the breakdown, really close game. L.A., 313 total yards, Cincinnati 305. Passing yards, L.A., 270, Cincinnati 226. Rushing yards, the Rams couldn't rush the ball at all. They were terrible. And McVay kept going with the run. I'm going, what did they keep running the ball for? 43 yards. Cincinnati, 79 yards. Um, you know, Mixon had a good game. He was running the ball. The Bengals were running the ball. They were able to run the ball for over 100 yards. Or at least, sorry, about 79 yards through the game. So, um, sacks, that's where we got to talk about. Cincinnati, Burrow sacked seven times. Two sacks for the Bengals um, against Matthew Stafford. Possession time, 29 minutes for the Bengals, 30 minutes for, for, for uh, for the Rams. Really even. Punts even. Six apiece. This is where the game, to me, was totally lost for Cincinnati. Third down, 3 of 14 on third down. The Rams were 6 for 15, not as bad, certainly not great. Um, Obviously, Cooper Cup, the MVP, which is totally deserving, 92 yards, and uh, two touchdowns. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, all you Giant fans? What do you think about Odell Beckham winning a Super Bowl? What do you think about his injury? I mean, it was a shame. I mean, obviously he got hurt. He, you know, busted his ACL. And, again, that, that horrible turf, you know, that they use. And, uh, you know, he had a touchdown, the first touchdown in the game. He had another big reception. He was on his way to a big game. And suddenly, of course, uh, you know, he gets hurt and, uh, you know, a terrible injury for Odell. But, uh, obviously, Odell growing up a lot, you know, with uh, McVay's uh, tutelage and leadership and so forth and, uh, Look now he's a Super Bowl champion, right? And then you're, there you go, and you got Eli Apple, the former Giants, who's been with the Giants in New Orleans Saints. It was the first pick of the Giants under Jerry Reese before even Gettleman taking over the organization. So, and uh, Eli Apple getting burnt on the last play from Cooper Cup, and uh, Cooper Cup winning the MVP. But uh, pretty amazing when you think about it, you know, with the um, when you think about these uh, situations with Aaron Donald. And a guy like Aaron Donald, how good is this guy? The stars showed up at the end. Let's be honest. The stars showed up. Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football. He showed up. Aaron Donald is the best end on the planet. Von Miller is one of the best on the planet, too, and got his second Super Bowl ring now. And he was MVP when he played for Denver that year when the Broncos won the Super Bowl um, against the Panthers. So, you know, just a tremendous game for Aaron Donald. And He made the big plays at the end. But let's break this down because – you could talk about a lot of things, but I want to talk about specifically the Cincinnati Bengals and some of the mistakes and some of the really, you know, shake your head types of decisions for Zach Taylor. Let's talk about um, a couple of different things. All right. First of all, the first quarter, the decision to go for it. I just didn't like it. What was the point? It's the first quarter. Your defense has been playing well. You know, basically the whole playoff they've been outstanding. They held Kansas City to three points in the second half. They held the Titans down in games. Uh, you know, they played very well. I mean, they've done a great job, this, this, this Cincinnati defense. And so Zach Taylor decides to go for it with a throw. Doesn't even trust Mixon, a, a really good runner. Doesn't even trust the line to get one stinking yard. We'll talk about the end of the game and, you know, the decisions to, you know, throw the ball with, with the yard to go and the way they ran the ball on third down and, and the fourth down uh, decision to throw and what could have happened and so forth. And uh, just unbelievable, you know, uh, what happened at the end of this game for the Cincinnati Bengals. First half, you know, the Rams go down, they score Odell Beckham. Cincinnati goes down the field, they score a field goal, and they could have scored a touchdown. They moved the ball right down, a big play to Jamar Chase, who had a, a, a pretty good game, not a bad game. It's certainly not a game that you could have, you know, you could have wanted from him. I mean, I mean, he could have had a much better game. But T. Higgins had a really good game. I mean, T. had over 100 yards in in receptions in this game. So, I mean, man, you look at this game at the end and you just shake your head. And I'm talking about two specific plays. So, the first play is the third down decision to run the ball – That's fine. It's a third down and one. You want to run the ball? That's fine. Clock's ticking. You know, the Rams have just scored. There's like a minute and 25 seconds. All right, you want to run the third and one? That's fine. You lined your back. First of all, it's not even your best back. You got your second guy back there for some reason. You're you're passing uh, receiver. Uh, Excuse me, you're passing uh, back. And and, uh, you got him in the backfield. And I'm wondering where Mixon is. And so Mixon doesn't run. You don't get the first down. You can't even get one yard. Then you decide on the fourth down and one play that you're going to throw it. You don't even trust Mixon. You should have been lining up bunch formation. They didn't line up in a bunch formation. They spread everything wide. So Burrow comes back, and here comes Aaron Donald around the corner, and Burrow gets hit. He throws the ball up for, like, Charlie Brown. The ball goes incomplete. Game's over. Game's over. And never gave McPherson a chance. and they were moving the ball the first play on the last drive with 126 left was a 17 yard gain for Jamar Chase and you're thinking, oh wow, and there was another uh, you know uh, another pass uh, to Jamar. And, and suddenly you know they're going down the field. and I uh, just I you know it was just a shame that they just could not uh, do the job now Boyd, had the big drop, we we know that he had that big drop at the end that would have basically given. I would have probably been a fourth and one, or pretty close. So Higgins was four receptions for 100 yards, two TDs. Um, Chase was five receptions for 89 yards, but no TDs. Jamar Chase has been the biggest factor for the Cincinnati Bengals really all year. He and T, but five catches for 89 yards, no touchdowns. But I mean, you know, I didn't understand these calls at all at the end of the game. I had no understanding of what was the point of passing that ball with a, with a yard to go. You didn't trust your offensive line at all to try to do something as far as blocking. Now, I can understand because they gave up seven sacks. Seven sacks the Rams had in this game. That's, that's the most of any uh, Super Bowl besides the, the Denver game, in which Von Miller played in. So seven sacks of Joe Burrow, who didn't have a particularly great game. I mean, Burrow, you know, he was okay, not great. I mean, Stafford was 25-40 for 283 yards. And um, Burrow was twenty-two of thirty-three for two two hundred and sixty-three yards and um, one touchdown. But I mean they had a chance to actually go down the field and tie this game. I thought this game was definitely gonna go in overtime. I really did the way the Bengals were running the ball, you know, were throwing the ball, the way the, the game I figured set up for overtime. Perfect, one twenty-six left. Joe Burrow's been pretty clutch driving him down the field. Wasn't to be. Never gave their kicker a chance. Lining up Parai in the backfield, their second running back, like he was like six feet or six feet, six yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's a third down and one. He's all the way in the back. And I'm like wondering why they're lining up this formation like this. And if you look at the fourth down play, if he had a little bit of time to throw, Joe Burrow, if he had a little bit more time, just a little bit. Jalen Ramsey, who to me is the most overrated player of all time. I mean, we'll talk about the fact that he did get face-masked on a T tee against touchdown in the third quarter. That's true. They missed that call. But, I mean, Chase actually got past Ramsey. Ramsey fell down, and Chase was open. And if Burrow just had a second, he could have gotten that ball to Chase, and the Bengals would have won the game in the last couple of seconds of that game. That's how close it was. If you look at the replay— Aaron Donald gets to Burrow, he knocks him, and just a second later you can see that Chase has beaten Jalen Ramsey down the field and Ramsey falls down. And wouldn't that have been something if he had just had a couple of seconds left to just get the ball down the field and maybe the Bengals could have pulled it out. But uh, the Rams win it 23-20. One of the other big, big plays in this game was the Williams holding call on the last drive that the Rams scored. I mean, come on, man. This game had been basically called clean most of the game. Most of the game, you didn't see a lot of flags. All of a sudden, you know, you're seeing flags at the end of the game, and the Williams call was ridiculous. I'm sorry. The linebacker needs, has the opportunity, should have the opportunity to go and knock the ball down. I mean, yeah, his hand was like near him, you know, touching maybe his body a little bit, but it really did impede the opportunity to catch the ball. He made a really good play, and that's a third and eight. Now that this would have set up a fourth and eight, how interesting would that have been? A fourth and eight, last play possibly of the Super Bowl. You know, you got the Bengals hanging on just like they did against Oakland in the first week of the playoffs, right, when they held on at the end of the game against, I keep calling them Oakland, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Where are they going to move to next? I mean, and Eli Apple, of course, is a culprit at the end of the end zone when Cooper Cup catches the game-winning touchdown. But, I mean, this call on Williams was so bad. It really was. It was so ticky-tack. and You know, you get really tired of a lot of these calls. And seriously, I mean, this call, this particular call, in my opinion, gave the Rams a Super Bowl. It really did because it gave them a first down, and that was it. You knew they were going to score somehow. The question was, would they give the Bengals enough time? And the other thing is that, too, is that the um, pass interference calls, if that would have been a touchdown, you're talking about possibly three plays that were run off at the, uh, before that play, before the interference, Now it gives the Bengals even more time. So what if they had had more time to go down the field and possibly tie the game or even win the game? So just some interesting things to consider um, in the game itself. And like I said, I mean, you know, it wasn't a great game, but it was a good game and so forth. But, I mean, McVay kept trying to run the ball. I'm thinking, like, why does he keep trying to run? They went for 46 yards. Meanwhile, Cincinnati had some pretty good opportunities to run the football, and they didn't do too poorly. And I felt if they could run the ball set of play-action passing with Joe Burrow, they would be fine, that they could score some. And they did. The only problem was their offense went to sleep in the whole second half, especially, well, not so much the second half, but basically in the fourth quarter, and they made no adjustments at all. You're sacked seven times. You can't stop Aaron Donald. You can't stop Miller. Why, oh, why, oh, why, Zach Taylor, are you not throwing? Quick slants, quick outs quick screens, getting the ball out quickly so that you can prevent Aaron Donald and Von Miller from getting up the field and destroying your offensive line. And also, too, why didn't they use double tight ends? Why didn't they use bunch formations on the outside against some of these guys? And at the end of the game, Cincinnati's got the lead, and what do they do as a flashback to the game where they lost to the 49ers in the Super Bowl? It was like watching Sam all over again when basically the Bengals decided they're going to rush four guys this whole drive, and they're going to play preventive defense. And they're going to double team Cooper Cup, and it's not going to matter because Cooper Cup is going to find a way to catch the ball anyway. So I mean, they played a prevent defense. They never went after uh, after Matthew Stafford at the end of that at the end of that game. Stafford makes great throws. Cup makes great plays. And let's be honest, the better team won. Let's be honest. All right, the better team won the game. But I mean, man, you know I'm sick and tired of watching officials make calls that are ticky tack that decide the outcome of games. And it should have been fourth and eight at that point, and who knows what happens after that, you know, it's a fourth and eight, and you never know, maybe the Bengals are walking away as Super Bowl champions, a great year though for the Cincinnati Bengals, let's be honest, winning six games over a course of two years, that city should be proud of this team, who knows though, who knows if they're going to be back, you know, Joe Burrow, who knows if he's ever going to get another chance to play, look at Marino, he had that one time and that was it, so when you lose that big game, you know, and it's 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 tough. But he's a young guy. He'll learn from his experience. I think he ought to put a little bit less more conservative suit on. I and mean, he didn't seem like that type of flashy guy. Did you see the suit he was wearing? With the bangle stripes and the hat, like dressed to kill? That didn't seem like a guy like Joe Brower. He seemed more like like a laid-back guy, kind of, you know, uh Ohio country type of guy, or just kinda of like Midwestern guy. I don't know. But uh it was kind of a strange uh Strange outfit he was wearing, and he had the tiger stripes going, the bangle stripes going. I mean, uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was interesting to watch, but that doesn't seem like much like Joe Burrow. He was like it was almost like uh, he was saying, "Hey, look at me, everybody!" But uh, anyway, it was. Uh, it was, it was interesting, the suit he was wearing. So 413-445-5943, the number to call. We could talk Super Bowl, talk anything you want. We're going to take a little bit of a break. And uh, then when we come back, uh, we'll have some more uh, WTBR Sports Talk. We'll be back right after this message. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org slash start.
2: Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock on Pertzer County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBRFM,
0: Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Check it out. It's the Terminator. Hey, when'd you get back, huh? Did you have to shoot anyone? Why are you so distant? Are you not happy to see me? So what's the deal?
2: You gonna get a job now or what? Why are you being so jumpy?
0: Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from.
2: Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council.
0: Kids, Bigfoot, Koreans, yep. Garbage Pail Kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR right here in beautiful downtown Pittsfield. Glorious sunny day here. 13 degrees. 413-445-5943. Robbie Zucker taking you to the top of the hour here at 1041 on a Tuesday morning as we are always. And uh, please give us a call. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, NBA trading deadline and a little about hoops and getting into the hockey tonight because the Bruins are playing the Rangers. My Rangers haven't played in two weeks. Two weeks. So we'll talk about the Bruins and the Rangers. Uh the Celtics getting active in the uh deals uh this week. Seven players uh in the deals going. Uh Dennis Schrader and uh Schroeder, Schrader, how do you pronounce it? Dennis Schrader, uh Josh Richardson, and um and also Romeo Langford um going to the Spurs uh for um for a 2022 first round pick. And then the Celtics trade get a second round pick for uh PJ Dozier. Uh, ball, ball, and uh, they get a second-round pick, and then the third, the third one was a um, was a was a trade for a center, uh, Daniel Theus uh, from the Rockets, and uh, sorry, they get Schroeder in that and that trade. So the Rockets get Schroeder, and they get Bruno Fernando and uh, uh, Ennis freedom, the center. So the Celtics get rid of seven people, and that's good because it opens up a lot of cap space hopefully for the next year and uh, see so who free agents is. I think the Celtics definitely need a big man for sure down low. I mean, obviously, you know, young young Robert and uh, and uh, and Hallford are there too, but I, I think they just need a real dominating big man. They just do who can score inside and get big-time points and stuff for them because they obviously have a great bunch of guys in the backcourt, you know, with the big three. And they're playing great ball right now, winners of eight in a row. And uh, so um, they face the 76ers tonight, actually, in Philly. So that should be a heck of a game with the new look, new look 76ers, it was James Harden in the backcourt for the 76ers. I don't want to get into it about James Harden and all his shenanigans, but I'm glad I'm glad he's away from New York and uh, let him let him go play for the Sixers at this point. He'll get sick of the Sixers next year and he'll be someplace else. Who knows? I mean, I'm just tired of the guy. I'm just tired of his whole attitude and so forth. I mean, he just decides to sit himself out when he doesn't want to play and It's just—it's become ridiculous. It was ridiculous in Houston. It was ridiculous in Brooklyn. Now he's with Philly. You know, God bless. Go play for Philly. So tonight, 76ers uh, hosting the Celtics in Philly. Uh, So the uh, Celtics right now on a roll. uh, Winners of eight in a row and uh, playing very, very well at this point. And the best defensive team right now in the NBA. And that's you know, and that goes to show you something about you know, the Celtics and, and how they play with pride and play with defense. And that's good. They're not a great offensive team. We know that. But the fact is they play defense. That means they're working hard on the court, and that's really important. And I think that's, you know, a tribute to the coaching staff and to, and to Brad Stevens, the general manager, and just, and, just, and just the attitude, the way these guys, have you know, have, have taken, taken themselves to a higher level over the last couple of weeks playing much better basketball. As far as the Knicks go, goodness gracious. Last night, a loss at home to Oklahoma City who are 18-39. and 39. The Knicks now 25-33, and 33, losing 127-123 uh, at home at MSG off the road trip to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, Julius Randle had 30 points last night, another game where R.J. Barrett was sitting out with a bad ankle. So the Knicks doing absolutely nothing at the trade line. If you're a Knicks fan, what makes you trust Leon Rose? I thought this guy was brought in. He's got all kinds of connections with all these people and all these organizations, and he's going to bring in this guy. They didn't do a thing. They have no tradable players at this point, I guess. Obviously, nobody from any organization outside New York is calling the Knicks and you know calling Scott Perry and calling Leon Rose and going, "Oh, I want this guy. I want Burks. You know, I, I'm so interested in getting Cam Reddish from you guys, even though you just got him in a trade and gave up, a, you know, a first round pick for him. And even though he doesn't even play, I think he had two points last night. I mean, it's just like <laughs> the Knicks are be, uh, still laughing stock." So you know what? Don't make the playoffs. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't want them to make the playoffs at this point. I want them to get draft picks and build a team at this point. So the Knicks did absolutely nothing except for the Reddish deal. That was it. And again, you know, three deals with the Celtics, seven players getting rid of cap space, doing the right thing and uh, getting a pretty good center back in in Theus and um like I said, you know, they they got a chance to to keep it going now tonight in Philadelphia and uh They're playing some really good basketball. They're playing outstanding. So 413-445-5943, number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker, talking sports with you every Tuesday on WTBR. And, uh, of course, one of my favorite programs is coming up tonight. I always plug it because, well, actually this afternoon, 4 o'clock right here at WTBR, uh, you can catch Beatles Forever, uh, which is a fantastic program, which I always tune into when I get home. So, anyway, if you uh, get a chance, flip that on at 4 o'clock and uh, you'll hear the Beatles Forever show. Fantastic show show uh, every uh tuesday all uh, right here on uh 89.7 fm wtbr right down here on Frederico drive in pittsfield stop down or go online we have a great website fantastic website and you can check out all the shows they're all there everything's in color it's beautifully done i, I don't know exactly who does uh everything here as far as like just the website and the way it's designed and everything but it's fantastic so check it out wtbr um our fm.com and uh, check out the website and you can also donate online and so forth. Listen to anything. All the podcasts are on there. If you want to hear my show from like you know last year in August, uh, the shows are on there. Or any other show you want to hear? Larry uh, Larry's show, the country show, or or Mike's show, or any of the shows that are on uh, the station, you can tune into uh, right to the station and uh, check them out. So. Basically, right now, it is uh, about 13 degrees outside at 1046 right here on WTBR Sports Talk, 445-5943. Number to call is we have about maybe about 14 minutes left in the program. So give me a call. It be nice to hear from some callers. And uh, like I said, you know, right now with the Knicks, it's just like I don't know what to say. I mean, you do nothing. Nothing at the trade deadline, and now you got—you know—you're stuck with a bunch of contracts. You're stuck with the Randall contract. You're stuck with the Fournier contract. Fournier had, like I think 29 last night. Wow, thanks a lot for getting into it, Fournier. Where you been? They gave this guy a ton of money. He hit 29 last night. Randall had 30. They still lost at home to Oklahoma City. Come on! I know the knicks are not that good. They're 25 and, th- what 33 now, and they're not that good a team. They're not. They stink. But Oklahoma City stinks more and you can't beat them at home? <laughs> Come on, man. Unbelievable. Anyway, tonight should be a rumble down in Madison Square Garden because I'm very psyched for the Brad marchant Boston Bruins as they head into Madison Square Garden to play my Rangers. And, uh, boy, Brad Marchant, can this guy ever grow up? Here's a guy with so much talent. Here's a guy who, when, you know, when he's playing the right way and playing smart, is outstanding. He's a great two-way player, he's a terrific scorer, he's tough, he's gritty, he plays hard, he gives you everything he has on the ice. He's just that he's a head case. And, the, and what he did to Kristen Jari was a sucker punch the other night, and then he sticks you know, his, his, his uh, hockey stick in his face and knocks him on the mask. Now he didn't do anything to hard him. But it's just stupid. It's just stupid behavior. He's been penalized more, I think, and suspended more than any player. I and mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, Brad Marchand, it's time to grow up already. That's his game. I understand. It's fine. Be feisty. There's been guys in the league that have been sort of like that have been chippy players over the year. I've been watching hockey fifty years. That's fine. You're a chippy player, but you're taking the chippiness a little bit too far. And the other thing is you're you're hurting your team. So I'm glad Marchand's not playing tonight. I'm glad he was suspended six games. Maybe he'll learn his lesson for once in you know his life. It's just ridiculous with him, you know. And then he says, "Well, oh, I didn't do anything that bad." He basically sucker punched a goalie. I know he's wearing a mask, but that was a sucker punch. He didn't see it. He wasn't facing in front of you. He didn't take his mask off and face you one-on-one, Brad Marshawn. You know what you did? You sucker punched him, Brad. You know why? Because that's what you are, a sucker. I'm so sick of this guy. And the fact that he played on the line, now they put him on the other line, the fact that he played with two guys as classy as David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron, it's just unbelievable, this guy. He's like, grow up already, please, grow up guy's unbelievable you know you, you take his talents and you throw him at the door sometimes because he's such a jerk on the ice you want to play feisty you want to play tough you want to play aggressive you want to fight and throw your gloves down occasionally to fight nobody's saying you can't fight but you sucker punch a goalie and then you hit him with a stick in the face it's just nonsense I mean it's just come on grow up already you know Brad Marchand do me a favor So I'm all psyched tonight for hockey. 413-445-5943, the number to call. So, anyway, so baseball. What are we going to do, folks, about baseball, huh? Honestly, since December 2nd, we've had a lockout. They have agreed, though. I will say this, on the Universal DH. Yay, congratulations. The Universal DH is in. No more watching guys hit 149 or hitting 055, watching the pitcher come up and swing at three pitches like a fly swatter and sitting his rear run down in the dugout. Um, <laughs> uh, They're talking about money negotiations like $2 million a year to competitive balance taxes And minimum salary structures and, and the pre-arbitration things and so forth And other stuff that nobody's really interested in Salaries for younger players, we talked about that recently So those are some of the things that they're starting to talk about and negotiate about There was some talk on Saturday No new talks planned Obviously, like I said, the universal DH agreed upon. But, I mean, let's get going here, man. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report, I guess, as early as this Tuesday or next Tuesday. Or I think today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, so, you know, season's supposed to start uh, the 31st. Um, you got to cancel a whole bunch of, of spring training games that were supposed to start, I believe, the 26th. So, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do at this point, but, I mean, they got to get something done at this point. I am sick, and I am tired, and I've, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm just dragging this through the mud. But, I mean, do you think, do you think the average guy sitting at home, the average baseball fan, or even the season ticket holder, the guy that pays thousands and thousands of dollars to go to the ball game every week or every day or go to a, you know, go to a three-game series or give his tickets to his relatives or friends or whatever it is, a guy that pays thousands and thousands of dollars a year to go to a baseball game. You think he cares about, you know, the pre-arbitration or or you know, adding draft picks for, you know, for 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 players that play uh, a full season and so forth, or for young players or or you know, our know, competition balance, uh, you know, uh, uh taxes and so forth. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Nobody cares about that. We care about the game, playing on the field. So I mean, it's just uh, it's just an, uh, I, I can't even get into it because I'm so sick and tired of the Major League Players Association and the owners. But there has been some progress made, so let's hope that they negotiate and get back on the talk tables this week or next week. Nothing has been planned or negotiated uh, so far or discussed about more talks this week, but they need to get their you-know-what together and get this done so we can have a baseball season because this is becoming absolutely insane. Anyway, I also wanted to talk about the class getting in i'm glad the cliff branch got in the nfl uh uh you know class uh, this season of obviously the nfl hall of fame and uh specifically he, he he's one guy and then uh, there was a whole bunch of different guys that got in um uh that uh that played uh in in in, in my time that i saw and um, so uh, i'm happy about uh cliff branch getting in uh but i don't understand how in the world um Dick Vermeil gets in. I mean, is Dick Vermeil really a Hall of Fame coach? Is he really a Hall of Fame coach? I don't know. Ugh, I don't know. I'm not really sure if I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. Okay, he so he has the one appearance in the Super Bowl with the Eagles, and he has the one win with the Super Bowls with the you know with the greatest the greatest show on turf, and they barely got by in that game. And uh, Kurt Warner, he had Kurt Warner, you know, obviously, and uh, Tread Green before that, but when they weren't as good. But when when Kurt Warner came in, obviously they were very good. And uh, so Vermeil gets his his name in the Hall of Fame, and uh, so I don't know. I, I if anybody has an opinion on Dick Vermeil, I don't. I, how do you compare Dick Vermeil as a, as an all time great uh, Hall of Fame uh, you know uh, coach? I don't know. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame coach. So um, I had the list actually of all the Hall of Fame guys. I get under Bryant from from the 49ers I know got in. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's a few other guys that got in that I saw recently, but I, I lost the list. So, anyway, so we'll talk about that more next week. But, um, you know, the Hall of Fame is so watered down now. It really is. It's really watered down. I mean, let's be honest. It's not the same thing, and especially with the Baseball Hall of Fame, too. It's just completely watered down now. So I don't take it really seriously. Uh, but, uh, you know, Everybody's got an opinion who should be in the hall of fame. We shouldn't be in the hall of fame. We should not be in the hall of fame. So uh it's it's just interesting to to, to think about, you know, some players that that haven't got in and some players that ha- you know, that deserve to be in, and some sort some that don't deserve to be in, and so forth. So uh but anyway, we got a few minutes left in the show. four four five five nine four three. 5943 Give me a, a shout here in the last uh, couple of minutes, um, here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker talking sports. With you right here every Tuesday, you can give us a call and uh, anything you want to talk about in the world of sports. We could talk about the Celtics, about the Knicks. We could talk about baseball. We could talk about football, about the Super Bowl yesterday. So uh, anyway, the Disney commercials—they got all the players. You know, I think Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matt Stafford and their families on the Disney commercials this week. You know, so uh, I thought Cooper Cup getting MVP was fine. I mean, to me, to me, he should be the most valuable player in the league. What the guy's done is unbelievable. It really is. Uh, to me, it's uh, incredible what this guy has done. And also, of course, obviously, the last drive that they had. I mean, he was he was being double teamed, and he was still finding a way to get there. And it's, it was a tremendous uh, performance by Cooper Cup. And, uh, and McVay, you know, he's 36 now. He's talking about not staying too long, and this has been his second trip to the Super Bowl. Look, I don't think he's a great coach. He's not a great in-game coach, but he's a great leader of men. And uh, he's an intense guy. He, he gets the team together. He gets guys focused playing together. And I think that's his strength more than, I would say, his tactical ability on the field and so forth. But, uh, boy, they, uh, they, did a, they did a great job at the end of that game. They really did. And like I said, you know, Cincinnati, they had a the chance. They really had a chance. And uh, I, was, I was really shocked uh, that, they, uh, that they couldn't get down the field and uh and and when they and you know tie at least tie the game because i really thought they were going to tie the game at this point i really did i mean i honestly i honestly thought that they were that they were going to win the game and uh or at least not win the game but at least tie the game and mcpherson's been so good i mean he's been really really good so uh but they um uh, the Bengals next year what do you think okay They got to improve the offensive line. Seven sacks, right? You got to improve the offensive line. What else do you got to improve on that team? Not much else. You know, maybe more play from the tight end position and so forth. So you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, somebody can give me a call and tell me in the last couple minutes if you want. You can tell me what's going on uh, with your uh, with your teams as far as next year. What do you think the Jets and the Giants are going to do? They're going to improve, obviously. I hope they improve. Certainly, being a Giant fan, I certainly hope the Giants improve because uh, you know I can't take it anymore. With all the, with, with, you know, this has been you know just awful football, awful, awful football. So uh, you know we'll see what happens. But uh, oh, Sam Mills got in yesterday too, which I was really happy about. So Sam Mills, excellent linebacker for so many years, played for Carolina, played for New Orleans, was uh, in, as an outstanding player. So uh, I was really, really happy um, for, uh, for, for for Sam, for Sam Mills. So. But uh, anyway, um, number to call, 445-5943. As we have a few minutes to call here on WTB Sport, TBR Sports Talk, wrapping it up for another Tuesday with Robbie Zucker. And tonight we get the 76ers and we get the Celtics. Knicks are off. And we get the big game tonight down in Madison Square Garden where the New York Rangers will be playing host to the Boston Bruins and it uh, should be fun. And you look at the trade deadline, it'll be March 1st, I believe, in the NHL. And the thing with the uh, with the trade deadline is I look at both teams, both the Bruins and the Rangers, I look at the center position. I think both teams need help in the center position. The Bruins, to me, could use one big defenseman. Obviously, the Bruins goaltending, you know, will it hold up? All Mark, you know, jeremy you know, it's Jeremy Swaybeck. He's been pretty good, the kid. I mean, obviously, Tuca retiring is a big deal, and I do think Tuca one day will be in the Hall of Fame. One of my friends hates Tuca Rouse. Diehard Bruins fan. Hates him. Can't stand him. You know what? The guy's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. So, uh, you know, you never know. But, uh,. Yeah, Tuka retiring after 15 years of playing for the uh, for the Bruins and a tremendous career, and uh, congratulations to Tuka Rask. And uh, he's going to be missed, I'm telling you. He's going to be missed by the Bruins fans because he's a really good goaltender. And, yeah, he didn't come up with the Stanley Cup, and yeah, they had chances. I mean, the, the series against Chicago. But look, he, he won a big game on the road in Game 6 against St. Louis. I know they lost in Game 7, but I mean, that was about Craig Binnington. That was not about Tuka Rask. I mean, Binnington was unbelievable in that game. I mean, the Bruins came out in that game and threw the kitchen sink at him, and he stood on his head. So congratulations for a great career for Tuka Rask. I think next stop for Tuka Rask will be in Toronto, and um, – That'll be his place. So I'm really psyched for the game tonight. want to thank everybody for joining me right here on WTBR Sports Talk. We'll see you next week with some more stuff. Who <laughs> used to say that? Oh, yeah, right. Chuck Ferris. I'm thinking of, right? Yeah! Anyway, thanks for joining me on WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. We'll see you next Tuesday. Robbie Zucker saying so long for now. And uh, be good to yourself. And everybody go out there and get yourself vaccinated, all right? Have fun, stay safe, and stay warm. We'll see you soon. Take care. All the best.